For more on this now, we're joined on the line by uh, Nerina Fissel, strategist at uh, ETFSA. Uh, Nerina, good morning. Good morning, Bongi, and good morning to all the listeners on this Monday morning. Credit ratings agencies and the threat of a potential downgrade for South Africa remain in the headlines. Talk us through that. Indeed. You know, last week we had a team from uh, global ratings agency Standard & Poor's in South Africa, um, and they presented to investors in both Johannesburg and in Cape Town. And their message was was quite clear that um, what is really the the, the key differentiator in terms of a, a ratings downgrade or not in South Africa all comes down to our current lack of economic growth. Um, and and uh, clearly we're here during a week of, of some significant political um, uh, turmoil in South Africa, and they pointed out that the impact that this has on their view is not necessarily a direct measurement, but they are concerned that as government has to grapple with a lot of the political fallout um, that's happened over the last couple of weeks, that their focus will be shifted to the, the political impact and, of course, also the election coming up, and that therefore they will not be paying the necessary attention to the the policies, the structural reforms that are required in order to get our economic growth lifted. And that for them was really one of the highlights or the concerns that they highlighted and said that is really where the focus needs to be um, because we're not talking about an improvement in, in, in growth of, of 1 or 2%. What is really needed is fairly major structural reforms that can push South Africa onto a higher growth trajectory of at least 4 to 5%. So so this does remain a concern. We are still waiting for the outcome of the Moody's ratings agency that uh, that was in South Africa about a month ago Mm. um, to hear what they have to say. And of course all of this really uh, keeps being important because this really determines the cost of debt for South Africa. The amount of our um, national budget that has to be spent on debt servicing costs and on repaying um, both domestic as well as international loans. And of course, the more money we have to spend on, on, on interest of, of paying back debt, the less money we have available in South Africa to spend on not just welfare, but also infrastructural spend into the economy to really sort of lift us from our current low growth environment. Uh, Nerina, it's interesting to see that uh, SNP's arrival was uh, some, somewhat neutered, you know, a low profile event as opposed to the punctuated Moody's when they came to the country. Why? Indeed. So the S&P visit wasn't really a, a formal ratings visit as we had in the case of Moody's. This was S&P really doing a, a series of presentations to investors, I think trying to, to just provide more clarity in terms of how do they do ratings, how do they go through the process, what do they look at, what is the impact of it. So it was more, a, um, let's call it an, an educational and an information roadshow rather than a formal ratings um, assessment uh, road show that they did. All right, so we understand that a focus on economic growth should be front of mind for every South African, but the Reserve Bank finds it difficult in a very tight spot with uh, its inflation targeting policy. 
It does. It does indeed. You know, so clearly the the, the focus on on inflation is felt very directly by each and every South African. Already we've seen electricity prices and, of course, petrol prices increase quite dramatically now in April. But I think front of mind for most investors is, is and, and most consumers is really the the, the significant increase in food inflation inflation that we've seen. And I guess one of the important things there is that we noticed over the weekend that there's been quite a large increase in the import duty on wheat. Um, an increase of 34% on that import duty was, was um, announced. And I guess the immediate sort of interpretation of that would be that this is going to be inflationary to specifically bread prices and, and other consumer products that make use of wheat. Now, the reason for this increase really is that um, global wheat prices have fallen quite a bit in recent weeks. And at the same time, the weakness in the RAND means that the imported price of wheat would have fallen in South Africa to such an extent that for many of our farmers it would not be viable to actually plant wheat and grow it. So in a move to partly try and protect our agricultural sector, this increase in the in the wheat import duties um, could potentially now have this inflationary impact. So although it might not necessarily push push prices higher, it does mean that the potential for the prices to have fallen and, and maybe protect a little bit of the, of the um, massive increases that we've seen in, in wheat inflation and food inflation, this has now been largely removed from the table. So I think our agricultural inflation and food inflation in particular is something that's going to remain a, a, a pressure point in South Africa probably for at least another 12 to 18 months.